A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? Good morning, uh, Christopher. I'm having a wonderful morning uh, on uh, a, a Sunday. This show goes out uh, Sunday night on the audio feed and goes out on Monday night on the uh, YouTube. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to go and play football. The dogs are, are raising hell indoors so my partner will no doubt be very pleased about uh, that particular situation um and yeah life is good it's been a great weekend i'm getting ready i'm feeling very festive chris i'm making plans for christmas festive. it's gonna be a quiet one yeah i mean what are we november sort of 12th 13th we are hurtling towards another yuletide and i'm considering i'm considering a new christmas tree to be honest chris i, I don't really know uh, I would very much like one of those 1980s sort of silver flammable monstrosities that uh, that, that, <laughs> that melted many people uh, in their shell suits. Why, why was it so dangerous? Was it because they sprayed it with the silver... I, I think, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think, I think um, the 80s, you, you, you probably don't remember, Chris, but the 80s were very much... Um, well, I wasn't alive, so it's, it's hard to remember when you were, we didn't exist, Pete. When were you born, <laughs> when were you born Christopher? 1990. Ah, uh, rubbish. April. All right, okay. I, I thought you were 89, and I was going to go, right, not over that. All right, well, in the 80s, uh, where, where I was at a maximum nine years old, um, uh, the, it was very, like, people were very flammable, I think, back in the day. Chip pan fires. Everybody had, uh, on every single oven, uh, every hob, they had a big pan full of orange sort of chip pan oil uh you know you're, you're crisp and dry uh, and it would always be there and you just reuse it and reuse it and reuse it and you'd never throw it away and um that was obviously a big risk and, and the fire brigade were very into preventing people from getting set on fire also we had a lot of man-made fabrics a lot of um, hairspray on, right. all this stuff that, that contributed to a lot of flammable stuff. And we hadn't really got the fire retardant uh, kind of um, style of Christmas tree. Uh, so we were a very flammable people back in the 80s. So we're not anymore, but I'd very much like one of those um, really <laughs> flammable uh, silver trees from the 80s. I mean, I, I, my image of the 80s is neon. It's yes. Vapor, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like funky music and retro. No, it's retro not. It's, kind it's, of it's, it's, it's treatable, not disease and, treatable disease and, uh, and, and, and um, racism. <laughs> That's all it was. The National Front. All that. <laughs> it, was, it was a different time. Well, not time. really. <laughs> if you've seen the protests in London, not really. 
There was a guy. Uh, well, there, was a, there was a guy. There was a guy with a uh, um, uh, a tattoo. Uh, he, he, basically, um, in 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 England, there was a there was a big uh, uh, a protest, uh, um, uh, pro-Palestinian uh, protest, and there was also a um, uh, sort of pro Remembrance Sunday kind of vibe thing, where a lot of let's face it, quite right wing people turn up in in the cenotaph, and they basically mm-hmm. I saw one guy and he had a poppy on, but he also had a very offensive. Uh, political symbol tattooed onto his body, like oh, opposing God. sides on the wall. Let's just say, all right. I I don't know how that kind of man manages to deal with that kind of uh, level of uh, discombobulation. So yeah, uh, uh, the eighties is back, but we're not quite as flammable as we used to be. Is my message? <laughs> You've ruined my image of the eighties forever. Mm, I, I love no. the eighties. This whole bloody studio is built on the eighties. <laughs> now I think of fires. And an awful people, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher, but, oh. the milk snatch. Snatching the milk. Did you used to get free milk when you were a kid? Uh, no. No. No, no. no I didn't. Because Thatcher Again, snatched another it. another great thing about the 80s. <laughs> she did, yeah. I don't remember much of my childhood. No. I just remember... Lots of robot sandwiches. wars, just a lot of robot. Robot There's just robot wars. constant robot wars in your house. <laughs> it was like the future. <laughs> it was like the semi-future. Just robots hacking each other to death in the living room. <laughs> the sad truth of robot wars is they weren't so much robots as poorly built remote-controlled cars that with weapons is, do, on. Look, you do not shoddy. undercut yourself like this. Do you think, like, uh, do you think Richard Branson's kids are going to be undercutting him like this, saying my dad <laughs> was was merely a rebadger of people's successful products i'm not having this don't have a go at your fine lineage as a robot wars expert uh, oh my god I don't, I, they need to bring back robot wars but with like modern tech it would be a lot more mm. interesting now right although it would kind of just be but i really want to film the um the robots in japan you know the little sumo robots that are like the size of a hand but they right. move at like breakneck speed and ah. they can sumo other robots and throw them out if you look them up online Absolutely insane. Want to see them? They're down in like Fukuoka somewhere, so it's a bit of a bit of a, a, a journey to get down to them. But I've always wanted to see them because that, to me, is is the real robot wars, the are future. They, are they the ones? Wars. Are they the ones that tiny robots? The thing about um, the Japanese that they they obviously have a great love for um, the old sumo wrestling, but you do sort of think that that those robots would probably be a bit more popular if they didn't do sumo, if they did something completely different and sort of like did something that <laughs> the world <laughs> is into, so to speak. Could, like sword fighting robots. Like, well, what, do you do a lot of sword into? fighting? I'm thinking like we need robots that sit down and play Spider-Man Two on the PS5. Like we need so oh. we, these these robots aren't relatable enough. We need these we need these blooming guys to be relatable. You can watch American Pete play Spider-Man Two on Twitch. That's, that's oh, far more. How's he doing? Oh my god, I'm swinging around. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh, I just smashed into a big building. I, I don't know why I've made him like a weird New York man, a raspy that's the New least Yorker. Pete impression. The I, least I, I, Pete I, impression. I've he's ever had. got a. I, I can't get out of uh, New York Boulevard with him. Hey, it's set in New York, isn't it? Spider-Man, I presume. <laughs> It is, it is. Yeah, but you, yeah. Oh, what, what a, what a fast-paced five minutes this has been. From fires, all over the place, and violence to the national to front, Spider-Man and Pete. <laughs> From the national front so to robot wars so to American Pete talking like this. Forget about it. Let's have a pizza pie. <laughs> Hello, bring back America. Robot wars. Bring back robot <laughs> bring wars. Back, the original. Robot. Bring back conscription. Like, bring back national service. I am. Um, I filmed a robot cafe for the most recent video I put out, and mm. that was pretty trippy. The Pepper Robot Cafe. You go in, 
and it's a, just a cafe that does desserts and things. Mm. And there was like 50 pepper robots just sort of walking around. Well, they that's, sort of roll. That's too many. They're that built too like many humans, robots. but they roll on wheels, which right. kind of doesn't look that cool. Mm. Um, and they have the most mediocre conversation. Like I asked one of them, I just sort of said, oh, my girlfriend hates me because mm. I don't like cheese or I ate too much cheese. And then I said something like, I, I was quite impressed at one point. I said, to me, Jafar wasn't the villain of Aladdin, he just had interesting ideas about reforming the city of Agrabah, <laughs> which is obviously a questionable view to hold. And the robot was like, it's important to all have our views, but on the other hand, that's a pretty bad view. Oh. <laughs> and it kind of like shot me down. And I was like, oh, all right, fair enough. That's this actually, <laughs> somebody's put the effort into the AI here. Like you, <laughs> you can have a conversation with it. Yeah. Just don't ask it for relationship advice. We've no. got a story this week. From Sean, who says, Hello, Chris and Pete. My name's Sean. I'm from Atlanta. Thank oh. you for making my commutes more enjoyable with your tales and tips. When I was little, we often visited family in Japan. On this day, on the story, we decided to go to a large public onsen with some family friends. I quickly began chilling in one of the pools, laying and feeling, laying back and feeling like a mob boss. As I was relaxing, I was suddenly attacked by a dual water bucket assault on top of my head. What the hell? <laughs> I looked up and saw my friend and his father running away very quickly and escaping the scene. Wanting vengeance, I quickly grabbed my own bucket of water and located my friend's father in a nearby pool. Without hesitation, I charged over and poured the whole steaming bucket of water on his head, serving him some swift payback. A direct hit on top of his bald head, I fell about laughing due to my own success. As my laughter <laughs> subsided, I realised it was very, very quiet. It appears... Oh, shit. I, <laughs> I needed glasses because I'd not got my revenge at all. Instead, I'd poured water on a random old man. He was now looking at me with what could only be described as a death stare. Oh, shit. I quickly started apologising in broken Japanese and backed away slowly and sheepishly. The moral of the story is always make sure you get the right person in getting your revenge. Thank you for all the great laughs and content. Sean, he was very lucky not to be murdered by no. a Yakuza boss do you think relaxing that, in an onsen. Do you think that, like, oh, um, I mean, A, it's not bloody wet and wild, guys. It's not a goddamn, it's not, it's not a goddamn swimming pool. No tomfoolery, no heavy petting. Them's the onsen rules, for crying out loud. But, um, I mean, the guy must have known it was an accident, surely. Because, it's A, it's a bizarre thing to do anyway. Uh, <laughs> and B, the guy was, you know, Chagaimasen all over the place. <laughs> the very definition of I... a Chagaimas moment. It's the Chagaimas moment. <laughs> yeah. What, what, the guy who just got this water tipped overhead looking up angrily? Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, Chagaimas. Yeah. Chagaimasen. Just, just, just kissing him. It's a mistake. Sorry. It's Machigata a mistake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I... I mean, fuck me, that must have been the most awkward few seconds of Sean's life. Mm. Like, the people in the pool would have instantly thought, what a bell end. Why do we let <laughs> foreigners into our hot spring? Why do we let this happen? This is a place of relaxation, not revenge. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you oh don't my, know. Yeah, you I got mean, lucky, though. You got Sean, lucky. Sean's visiting family in Japan. Sean might be, uh, like, uh, to, to outwardly um, uh, appear Japanese, so uh, they might not have known what the hell was going on. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Imagine if it had been a Yakuza member, though, or mm. caked and tattoos. Yeah. And <laughs> I think the Yakuza like, would... have been coming out alive. I think he'd be... I mean, I don't think the Yakuza would generally regard it as being a hit. Um, but maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Drowning the mob boss yeah. in reasonably warm water. Wild. Um, 
But there you go. <laughs> did you ultimately get revenge though on uh, on your friend, mm. your, your dad? Like, did you get revenge? Killed him, kicked him down the stairs, <laughs> put him in hospital. <laughs> I murdered them. Yeah. I had to get double revenge. Yeah. I had to murder them in the end. And now I'm in a prison in Atlanta <laughs> penitentiary. Uh, we got a story this week, a news story oh. about oh. the language school industry. Yay! Yay! Now, of course, many foreigners come in Japan. A lot of them, I would probably say the vast majority start off here as English teachers in some way shape or form including mm. myself I was here as a teacher for three years on the jet program but there's many ways you can come to Japan as a teacher um, some ways are better than others the jet program is probably the best way uh, interact the second um, and then it drops off pretty quick uh, in terms of good organizations to work for one of the not so good organizations or there's two is uh, Nova or Gabba I think they might be one and the same, to be honest, these days. But mm. uh, yes, and they've recently enacted some policies that have made life, are about to make life a lot more miserable for English teachers coming to Japan to the point that I don't know if it would be worth working for them uh, <laughs> if you do think about coming here. In fact, no, don't don't work for them. I, I know I wouldn't. Anyway, take it away, Pete. What's going on? Um are you familiar with the uh, company Nova, Chris, the language school Nova, yes. like a deep, deeply... Um, they're a leading brand in the language school industry in Japan and um, they've come up with some new rules about um, absences in, uh, in in their particular uh, language schools um, if they miss mm. lessons and there's no good excuse uh, well actually they're, they're basically making it clear that there are no good excuses um, penalties uh, basically you will uh, be uh, fined up to six uh, 6,500 yen per lesson um, if you um, fail to report Illness and hospitalisation, <laughs> including influenza and coronavirus, medical emergencies, accidental in- injuries, and uh, cancer. I mean, name cancer for crying out loud. Put that on the blooming poster, Nova, for crying out loud. Uh, death of family, bereavement and funerals, childbirth and child emergencies, accidents, uh, and, and some kind of booking reassignments. Um, sudden illness in your booth. Uh, will be subject to the same fines. Um, according to Nova Holdings, instructors experiencing vomiting and... Uh, wow. Uh, pff, wow. Uh, Nova Holdings uh, say that instructors experiencing vomic- vomiting and di- diarrhoea mid-lesson will be treated as cancelled and fined uh, the same amount of money. You can receive a negative paycheck in that you could or Nova, the language school company, money rather than you receive money <laughs> in your paycheck. Um, is, Jesus. I thought Nova went bust for this kind of stuff about 10 years ago <clears throat> or 20 years ago. I think it did go, well, it did go bust, and I think it mm. got bought or it, it teamed up with another company called Gabba, right. um, which is the worst-sounding name, Gabba. The Ramones. The Ramones Gabba got, run this. Gabba's a chocolate. Yeah. Gabba's a, a, a form of uh, is something that helps you sleep. A lot of Japanese chocolates have Gabba. In them, right? Makes you, uh, makes you sleepy. Um, <laughs> not related to the school, no. maybe the teaching will put you to sleep. I bet a lot of these English language sort of companies are considered to be like, and, I, and I'm not saying this company is, but there's a lot of companies called black companies in Japan, basically where you don't have the same rights as a normal organisation. There's a lot of grey areas in the way mm. they they deal with you. There's an interesting comment on Reddit, somebody reacting to this story. I said, Nova's beyond a black company. When I came to Japan years ago, my first job was Nova. I stayed maybe three months. I got the flu. I was ordered to stay home for seven days, and they constantly harassed me on the phone to find my own replacement teacher. Meanwhile, 
I was barely conscious. They ended up taking 50,000 yen from my paycheck for missing seven days, then 40,000 yen for miscellaneous damages. They charged me for seven more days uh, than I would have made if I'd worked. I just didn't show up again. Then they threatened to take my visa. I responded, I'll have my lawyer get in contact with them. And they promptly left me alone. So they, 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 the way they operate is very sketchy. They pay very low rates. And mm. now the idea, if you're sick or something goes horribly wrong, you'll be punished for that as well, which is not good. So I, yeah, I, I really don't advise working for these companies, to be honest. But, you, like, but you sort of, that's what I mean. They, they prey on people who don't have any other options. They sort of get excited about moving to Japan. They get excited mm. about teaching English as a foreign language. Um, and they find themselves in all kinds of trouble, like tied to a contract that they can't possibly um, work because of the r- insane kind of restrictive um, uh, work practices. It's awful. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a, a hefty, there's always been a good supply of people willing to come to Japan to work as English teachers, right? Because it's mm. kind of like an easy way in. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of supply. They can find folks. And I think very quickly, if people coming here to work as English teachers under these organizations, the magic disappears very fast. Like, I remember there's a, a episode I shot with uh, American Pete, your favorite. Mm. He impersonated at the start Ah, of forget about the language schools. Ah, it's, it's he's like going to kill here. me. It's he's like so he's lovely. Here. He just doesn't need this. <laughs> he will murder does you. not need this. Yeah, he but like, he, he, you know, he got a job through a lot of these organizations and mm. the stuff he had to do was astonishingly bad. Yeah. My favorite story of his was he had to teach a fetus English. Do you remember mm. that story? Yeah. Where he worked for, a, like, it's a Ikaiwa. It's an English language conversation class, Ikaiwa. And I also did an Ikaiwa every Monday after school. I volunteered, except I kind of didn't. They all, they sort of sort of paid with, like, dinners, like right. dinners at their house because I couldn't legally accept money because I was working for Jet. I could right. I could legally do it, but I could have lost my job on Jet. Yeah. Um, but they did occasionally slip me, like, a thousand yen. And it didn't equate to any of the time and resources. <laughs> hide it, hide it, in, to that hide it in the cake. Hide it in the dinner. Oh, there's a, there's a little <laughs> drop f- it 500 floor, yen yeah. coin in here. <laughs> I like the Akaiwa because the the people there were kind of like their 30s and their mm. 40s, 50s, and they're people that actually wanted to learn English. So for me, it was the antidote to working as, an, as a normal English teacher with students that couldn't give a toss about the language or being yes. in the room. So it's kind yeah. of like... There is hope for learning English in Japan. And this <laughs> Some is my people hope. do actually want Mondays. to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. But Pete, you know, he, he one of his ikaiwas, he did a, a a class where he would like teach babies words and stuff. Mm. And one day a mum walked in with like a pregnant belly and she was like, I want you to teach this fetus words. And he had to like go down next to her stomach and sort of say red. And, and he, he told me he did like hand gestures for it, different colours. He'd be like green red <laughs> and it and the woman would be like oh i can feel the baby kicking it's learning i mean it's <laughs> like i think that it, it um pete has um uh, incredible patience uh, and he's clearly uh, a loving man uh, you know i've met him a few times he's absolutely lovely uh, b uh, that's me prefacing all of the um, accents i did earlier um but b um i don't think that kid's gonna have a very nice life <laughs> a lot of pressure <laughs> A lot of pressure on, on, on their plate. Oi, oi, oi. We taught you how, how to do colours from we, before you were born. We went through you this. You still can't do it. Two trimesters <laughs> in. <laughs> oh, my God. And my favourite bit is Pete has this awful job in Niigata 
uh, where he works at a shopping mall and he doesn't get paid properly. The guy just keeps forgetting to pay him and eventually he quits. The guy goes mental at Pete, like, how dare you? How dare you leave? Uh, and then he meets this British guy in Yokohama and he's like, you'd be a perfect match for our school. And then he's like, we're, we're, going, to build, we're going to build a... A relationship that truly stands the test of time. And at the end, he shook Pete's hand. And he said, Pete, welcome home. And Pete then goes, we, he said, welcome home and shook my hand. It was the shittest job I've ever had. And the man apparently put Pete through hell and yeah. worked him into the ground. And I think it was another, like this, sort of a black company where uh, a lot of the, the rights and rewards and salaries are sort of not there, not in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Please be very careful. If you're coming to Japan to teach, the JET program is the gold standard. That's the, the best way. I don't know if I would have come to Japan if I didn't get on the JET program. I might have considered Interac, but mm. uh, yeah, I, I, but Interac's another option. Anything else, I would treat very skeptically. Um, Gabba's another one, but I've not met many folks who've had the best experiences working for, mm. for Gabba, um, which is this organization here that is threatening, potentially... This is all true. If this is all true, to to find people for being like physically sick or yep. <laughs> what was it in the document? If you've got cancer, you got you got. Yeah, all 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 oh, si- similar kind of similar kind of vibes, really. And uh, yeah, you're uh, you know, and and if you get um, diarrhea when you're uh, working, you um, uh, you instantly <laughs> get fined, which really is compounding, adding insult to injury. I think it's fair to say. Getting fined for that should be <laughs> for that happening in class would be the least of my worries. I think, but <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. yeah, be very careful. Be very careful. Yeah, do, you, do you want to accept uh, money from do... a man who's diarrhoea all the best? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the ca- cash society, mate. I'll give you it now. Yeah, you want that? Yeah, yeah. You want to touch what I'll touch? Yeah, brilliant. Have it. <laughs> oh my god. Well, go and watch the. Uh, if you are interested in teaching in Japan, I've got two videos on that and abroad in Japan. One is is about my own experience, and one's about Pete's. Go and check them out. Really interesting stuff. Mm. Um, I think mine will hopefully make you want to go. And then peaks will completely put you off. So maybe they'll they'll balance it out. It'll yeah. cancel it out. But um, yeah, this this doesn't bode well. Uh, and maybe it's a sign that the English Ikaiba companies are struggling once again as they were in the last decade when a fair mm. few of them went under. We'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I might have a little chat with my mate Chris, or go for a walk with my dog Sammy, or if I was in Japan, I might take a dip in a hot spring, hike up Kamakochi, or attempt to eat the deadliest pufferfish in the world. You know, normal stuff. But it's hard to know what to do with your time and how to spend it wisely. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can prioritise your time and fill it with things you actually enjoy. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. With BetterHelp, they guide you each step of the way to start to spend your time on your own terms. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash japan. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dolson? Fill us in. We've got a message from Liz G from Texas. Yeehaw, etc. Uh, hello, Chris and Beats. Two years ago, I discovered the delicious peach-flavoured Kit Kats in one of those fun snack subscription boxes you can get online, and I've been obsessed with finding them again. Uh, my husband and I will be in Tokyo in December, and I'd absolutely love to find some, but my fear is it's a seasonal flavour and won't be available in the winter. My very serious question to you is, where can I get my hands on some peach pie? Parfait Kit Kats while I'm in Tokyo. Kit Kat obsession uh, aside, thank you uh, so much for feeding the love of Japan through your podcast and YouTube videos. Liz G from Texas wants some special peach Kit Kats. We're going to be talking about Kit Kats on the next show. Um, there's been a, mm. a, a, a Kit Kat um, heist. Yeah, I was I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna be so bold as a heist. I was saying, a, a reassigning of stock, let's say. <laughs> I was trying to keep it nice and uh, wet the appetite, but not too much. But yeah, it's, a lot of Kit Kats have been nicked. You're gonna be hearing about it on the next podcast. But uh, uh, yeah, is there like a, is there like a Kit Kat in the same way that um, we've got M M&M World in uh, Leicester Square in uh, in London? And I imagine <laughs> if you really bang into uh, M Ms, that's the embassy. That's a place to go. That's your that's your museum, effectively. Um, but uh, is there like a kind of Kit Kat towers where all of the um, walls are Kit Kats and the the the, the, the things Kit that Kat are holding towers. the joists are exposed Kit Kats etc. Well, there used to be the Kit Kat chocolatory, which I always right. found a really difficult word to say. Chocolatory, chocolatory, yeah. and maybe that's why it's no longer there. It's gone. It used to be mm. in Ginza, and it was cool, but it's it's no more. Mm. It's gone. Um, yeah. No more chocolatory for anyone. No more chocolate, but. What I'll say is, there is if you do want to get Kit Kats in Japan, the best place to do it would be uh, Don Quixote right. in anywhere. Actually, all Don Quixotes have pretty well stopped with uh, Kit Kats. I don't know why. I mm. don't know the science behind it. But that's where you go when you want Kit Kats of all flavors. And if you want to try the best flavor, it ain't peach parfait. It's sake. <laughs> sake Kit Kats. Right. I, had a, I had an unhealthy addiction to those a few years ago. Also, wasabi. Wasabi works mm. really well. The subtle spiciness of the oh, I'm getting hungry now. I'm at dinner. I need to go Sorry, to Chris. after this and buy all the, the Kit Kat. The next Kit Kat show is gonna <laughs> it's gonna be so short because Chris has to go to dinner. He's starving. He's absolutely starving. Wasting no, no, no. away that lad. I remember one night I ate uh, like a about ten wasabi Kit Kats in a mm. capsule hotel and I couldn't lie down for like three hours. It was did just, you eat them whole? Were they yeah, spiky? Battery acid. <laughs> did you not even? Did you not even just... bite them? <laughs> 
just in your just stomach. Just the spiciness. Right. It was just pure chocolatey oil and wasabi awfulness. Yeah. And just delicious. Without, oh God, without right, a cup of tea, I think uh, Kit Kats uh, can be found wanting a little bit. I, I, I don't know anybody apart from maybe the Japanese who can just pile through a big selection of Kit Kats. After a while, it does start to get quite, I don't know, Nestle chocolate isn't always the best, but um, it, but with a cup of tea, mm. I, could, I could hoover up 50 of them. 50? 50 You're a Kit Kats. I'm like Cool and Luke in Cool and Luke. <laughs> or he eats all those eggs. <laughs> oh dear. We've got oh a dear. story from uh, Vicky who says, Hello, Paradoxical Pete and Conundrum- Conundrumical, Conundrumical Chris. Conundrumical God damn it. Let's, let's keep the alliteration yeah. simpler. Just <laughs> Not I hope be in Japan soon. With my girlfriend of six years and counting. We love Japan and its culture so much that I've decided it's the perfect place to propose to her. Well, hey, yeah. I'm a little bit nervous. I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous, uh, but I know she's the one. By the time you read this, she'll have given me her answer. Mm. Question for you both. Where do you think is the most romantic place to go in Japan? Thank you, lads. Keep up the good work, Vicky. I would say I, I find most people either propose or do something romantic around Mount Fuji, around mm. uh, Kawaguchi Lake seems right. to be the place but then it's kind of not romantic if you don't see Mount Fiji it's just like a cloud of nothing <laughs> so it's a, it's a risky option to yeah. go for but definitely the best one if you can if you can coax Mount Fiji out of its shell what would you say Pete? Oh, um, I mean apart from the usual um, Shinjuku train station um, you know what? That um, <laughs> Ueno Park's quite nice. I've I not really sort of spent that much time there oh, before. I went, I went to I went to the wrestling and like it's got some quite nice places around there. I think the palace is quite close, isn't it? But um, yeah, I'd, I'd 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 have a crack at that if you're doing just um just Tokyo. Otherwise, mm. get a get a little deer have the ring in his mouth <laughs> for, for the uh, for the old uh, in Nara Park maybe. I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> mm. I was just down in Nara Park. And my God, those deer. They're they're very ravenous. They're ravenous. I, I, don't, I, I don't know how because like in dog cafes and stuff, they um some of the dogs will have different collars on to denote that they're not allowed certain foods because they're allergic or no food at all because they're little fatty boombatties. But uh, the, <laughs> uh, the 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 is just keep eating. Don't they? they just never stop. They, they, apparently they're quite malnourished though. I read a report what? the other day. They, they, the poor old things are quite malnourished. They weren't so after spent millions on those crackers. Natsuki right. fed all the deer, I think, in Nara Park during our recent trip down yeah. there. Um, well, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about the next episode. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about your uh, trip the next episode because I'm fascinated at Natsuki's trip to Osaka, which is just excites me terribly. It was good. Yeah, yeah it was cool. It was his first time there. Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know how Natsuki's not explored half these places. Mm. Very bizarre. But mm. maybe. I'm the same. I haven't been to your hometown of Hartlepool. It's a good point, actually. But yeah, then a good point. comparing Hartlepool to Kyoto and Osaka, maybe well, you've got some nice parks. What's wrong with Jackson Park, for crying out loud? What's wrong with the uh, Burn and Valley? On that note, <laughs> and on that note, yeah. it's time to say goodbye. Keep the stories, goodbye. questions, comments coming in to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on YouTube, guys, with a hashtag fax machine, and we'll mm. pick it out and feature it in this section. But for now, where you might, wherever you might be out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Have a good one.
Abroad in Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.